I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? Here's Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7. Warriors Wrap Up is presented by Realtor.com, the home for home search. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason inside Chase Center. Warriors fall to the Phoenix Suns tonight, 121 to 110, as Golden State dips to 1 and 3 on the season. But that would be burying the lead on this Wednesday night in San Francisco, Whitey Gleason, because. The headline coming out of this one for the Golden State Warriors is the fact that they're going to be without Stephen Curry now for the foreseeable future as Stephen Curry headed to a local hospital to get a CT scan on his hand. That according to Ramona Shelburne of ESPN. What we do know is that Stephen Curry has a broken left hand. Uh, more details to come. Not a good night on the court before Steph went down uh, and it, it it changes the complexion of this entire season now just four games into it. As far as the medicals go, J.D., Ramona Shelburne, as you uh, suggested, um, she is reporting a fractured metacarpal for Steph Curry. Now, if you turn your hand upside down, palm down, and you feel in the back of your hand those long tubular bones uh, inside your palm, if you will, those are the metacarpals. And he has a second, was it second metacarpal? Uh, according to Ramona, yeah. yes. So we don't know what the doctors have found. We do know in general terms what does that generally mean. Again, we don't know exactly what the situation is. We know a fractured metacarpal typically six to eight weeks to heal. That's typical. We don't know exactly the specifics here, but just uh, as a rule of thumb, uh, will he need surgery? That would depend on the nature of the fractures. Clean breaks sometimes can heal on their own, but if there's some twisting involved, he may need surgery, which it sounds like they're they're evaluating now. Um, the, the first half of the game was just a Phoenix thrashing 43-14 into the first quarter. The Suns just came out and uh, continually posted the ball uh, posted up the Warriors uh, almost like a football team that just runs the ball down the other team's throat. Warriors did rally back in the second half, actually cut it to 11 in the fourth quarter. Didn't look like they had much of a chance, but they were playing hard, and the fans, desperate for something to cheer about, were cheering wildly. Of course, the fans at that time, most of them had not heard yet the news about Steph Curry lost to the Warriors for the foreseeable. Best guess at this point is just a guess is uh, something in the neighborhood of six to eight weeks. And, and if you look at that on the calendar immediately, and again, we don't know for sure. We right. Right, right. You just you know, clarify that and, and continue to clarify it between now and, and the end of the night here from Chase Center. But uh, eight weeks basically from today is the start of the new year. It, it, you know, we're right up to November 1st, which is two months until New Year's. You start talking about eight weeks and you start talking about the last week of December or early January. Just the time on the calendar if you want to fast forward and say what is eight weeks from today. Uh, so you look at the way this Warriors team was playing, even with Stephen Curry on the floor, and now you look at the fact that they are not going to have Stephen Curry for 
uh, again, a, a good portion of, of, let's just say, the next month, month and a half, maybe two months. Officially, we'll know more here probably within the next 24 hours. Uh, the, the Warriors are going to have to they're going to have to really bite the bullet and and make some changes to maybe what their goals were uh, right. coming into this season. And, and it's going to be a lot more young players and it's going to be a lot of maybe D'Angelo Russell uh, taking on the reins. I mean, look, we, we've talked about this team maybe being a, a playoff team if everything went right. Uh, the first four games, things were not going right, uh, even with Stephen Curry on the floor. Now you take him out of the mix and... Again, it, it, it almost becomes a season right now tonight where they're going to have to start considering player development as sure. the primary goal. Yeah, and then bigger picture, you could feel the air being let out of the proverbial balloon, of course, when Steph Curry went down. You could almost feel the majority of people in the building, including the Warriors, you could almost feel them thinking, uh, what else could happen? What else could go wrong? It can't. No, not that. Not that. So we don't. We don't get to see Steph Curry play uh, for a while, which is so unfortunate. Um, the brightest star and the team that uh, has won three championships in the last five years, and and uh, the Warriors off to this terrible start, and now there's no Steph Curry. Uh, just seemed like it can't be. It can't be. But when he took that awkward fall. And then Baines fell on him, and Steph Curry immediately grabbing his hand. It just from the get-go didn't look good at all. So now, fingers crossed that he'll be back sooner rather than later. But it doesn't look like Steph Curry is going to be suiting up for the Warriors for a couple of months here. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home uh, of home search. Uh, here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, just take it, your your thoughts, your your comments. Uh, when you hear the news, broken left hand for Stephen Curry, and, and how does it change your view as a Warriors fan on this season? Uh, again, it wasn't exactly going well in three of these first four games. I mean, this was another non-competitive for the most part until the end yes. of the game. startlingly non-competitive in the first quarter especially. I mean, we're talking about a 30-1 to run by the Phoenix Suns, who we talked about on Warriors Live, uh, a team that uh, you know has improved over what they've been the last few years, but I don't think anybody saw that coming off of the way that this team played uh, in New Orleans. It was 10-9 Warriors. That was the Warriors' largest lead of the night. 10-9, and then before you knew it, it was 30-1, to the next 31 points on the scoreboard in favor of Phoenix, 39-11. It wound up being a 38-4 to run and a 43-14 first quarter that was just, uh, I think, among the ugliest that the Warriors have played at home in maybe a decade. Long time. Yeah, I was on Aaron Baines' career high watch for much of the night. As it was, he finished with 24 points, 12 rebounds, and 7 assists. Aaron Baines, who was just physically too much for the Warriors tonight. As for what do you do without Steph Curry, um, you know, Steph Curry, it's uh, not someone that you actually replace, but you have to have do something. So D'Angelo Russell, I assume, would get the keys to the offense now. It's going to be his show. Uh, Jordan Poole and D'Angelo Russell is your new starting backcourt, presumably. Willie Cauley-Stein had a few moments tonight. So I do think um, we're, we're going to see some changes to the offense, probably a little more D'Angelo Russell, uh, uh, pick-and-roll 
uh, heavy here going forward. But again, as Steve Kerr just said, they're not sure what they're going to do yet, and they've got a little bit of time here to figure it out. But uh, you got, as you pointed out, uh, pregame, we've got a, a handful of games coming up here in short order. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors were, were looking, I think, at tonight as an opportunity to get a win, get back to two and two. Yeah, you know, build a little bit of momentum with the, you know. The, couple of games this weekend Friday and Saturday and another one on Monday before going on the road and and now they find themselves uh in a position uh where they're just they're reevaluating everything I yeah mean, it's well, we know we, we did it ourselves excuse me but a lot of people evaluating the Warriors chances preseason talked about well you know this and that but you know if Steph gets hurt dot 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 and here we are that's now the reality Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. If you want to react to this one, Suns do win at one twenty one to one ten. But again, just your initial thoughts to the news that Stephen Curry has suffered a broken left hand, uh, and he is going to be out uh, for the foreseeable future. The official timetable uh, unknown at this point. Uh, Ramona Shelburne of ESPN uh, reporting that the initial diagnosis is a broken second metacarpal, uh, and he is set to undergo a CT scan in the hand before the timeline will become official. If the Warriors are able to pass anything along to us between now and the end of the night, we will pass it along to you. Let's go ahead and hear quickly from D'Angelo Russell. A lot of the focus is going to be turned toward D'Lo. Uh, and let's hear from him on what comes next for the Dubs without Stephen Curry. I mean, it's tough. You know, you got a guy like that that goes down. The vocal point of the offense was built around him, but it forces guys to step up. You know, we got a lot of young guys on the team that, that you know, can get extra burn and extra, you know, opportunity. Just got to step up and take advantage of it. That's what this league's about. You're going to have to step up, and I think D'Angelo Russell is is number one. I mean, he is now the focal point of the Warriors offense here. And I think the Warriors, as much as they, you know, I don't know which direction they go, Whitey, to be perfectly honest. Uh, do you, do you change things up and, and, and try and build a system around D'Angelo Russell, knowing that he's going to have to be their, their best player offensively for the foreseeable future? Or do you use the time to try and integrate him into what they were already trying to do to where maybe he can get better at that because it, it, it's development versus just changing everything at this stage. And I think development even applies to a guy like D'Angelo Russell. He's going to have to become a little more ball dominant and their offense is going to have to adjust to that. But uh, if there's uh, anything positive that can come out of this, it will be the experience that some of the younger players are, are going to gain, specifically Jordan Poole. And, uh, you know, it's just a unfortunate now that you got Jacob Evans. Jacob Evans, this would be a wonderful opportunity for him to get more minutes and continue to improve. And of course, he's already hurt. Um, so I, if if there are any bright spots tonight, relatively speaking, because what a, what a gloomy night. Reminds me of when, uh, you know, Buster Posey got hurt in 2011, in, in a way. You know, when your franchise player uh, is hurt early in the year, it can be devastating. But you did have uh, uh, Pascal had a 20-point night uh, GR3 put up some decent numbers, but 17 points, I, I, I don't know um, how significant they were. Willie Colley-Stein in 12 minutes, he did have 12 points, five rebounds. So maybe going forward, 
Uh, maybe Willie Colley-Stein is going to be at least part of the answer at uh, center. And then your new guard combo, as I said, I think we're going to see a lot of Damian Lee. Excuse me, uh, D'Angelo Russell. Damian Lee will have opportunities off the bench. D'Angelo Russell and Jordan Poole, your new, uh, your new Splash Brothers. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason here, 95.7 The Game. Let's go out to the phone lines and get to Darrell. Darrell in Antioch is up first here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Darrell. Hey, hey, how you doing? Good. Um, I was just thinking, I mean, watching the game tonight and just like, okay, Steph is going down. He's going to be gone for around, say, around eight weeks now. I mean, don't you think we probably – uh, need another score. I know we need to develop the young guys, but um, I think, um, I mean, we should probably give Carmelo Anthony a call. I mean, he's a scorer to keep us afloat, don't you think? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. One, the Warriors are hard capped. Thanks, Darrell. Uh, two, I don't think Carmelo Anthony helps anybody at no, this but particular I, point. In yeah, time. I understand if you're a fan and you don't want to, you know, give up the ghost on the season. I can understand why that's what you'd be thinking. But there, there would be. I just don't think that's there. There are so many factors uh, against that. Uh, one of them being the the hard cap situation, right? But Carmelo Anthony. I mean, losing Steph Curry, bringing in Carmelo Anthony. Um, I it it just doesn't help you at all. No. It just, <laughs> but, you know, as a fan, you're thinking, okay, they need scoring. Cool. Who's out there? Carmelo's out there. Why don't they bring in Carmelo? Well, and, because and, it wouldn't actually help. And, and it wouldn't help you develop players right. either. I mean, that, that, I mean, he's not good enough to hold you up as a primary scorer anymore. You don't think he'd be a lockdown defender for you? Well, no. But, yeah, he's not good enough to hold you up offensively. No, you're right, He'd of course. He'd be bad defensively, and he also prevents what I think becomes a new goal. And, and look, maybe there's a difference of opinion out there uh, at 888-957-9570 as to where the Warriors go from here, but I, I think it's pretty clear that, you know, wins and losses at this point, I mean, we're going to... Stephen Curry going down is going to change the way we look at this entire season four games in. I yeah. mean, we started the night talking about, well, if you think you're going to be a playoff team, you need to win a game tonight. Like right. tonight. Well, you end the night not winning the game, playing extremely poorly even when Stephen Curry was on the floor, and now Stephen Curry out likely the next month plus. I'm just saying, close yeah. To two. So if that's going to be the case, you almost have to just change the goals a little bit. And look, I, I know you always want to win, but I think the Warriors may have thought this was going to be a difficult season uh, or could have been a difficult season with one injury. Well, this is the one injury. I'm just saying I can understand where Dorrell is coming from because you're a fan. You're looking, okay, what do they need now? Mm-hmm. No, Steph, what are they going to do? It just appears that their options are extremely limited, but perhaps coming up we can look at a couple of things that perhaps they can think about doing here. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason inside Chase Center. Warriors lose to the Phoenix Suns, 121-110. The final tonight, 
Golden State drops to one and three. The Suns improved to a surprising three and two on the season. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. The big news of the night, though, beyond the game, and, and really more important than the single game loss for the Warriors tonight, it's Stephen Curry uh, will be out a broken left hand uh, as he sustained that uh, on a fall where Aaron Baines took a charge. Uh, against Stephen Curry as he was going up, uh, trying to take a charge. Yeah, it was a foul on him, and Steph couldn't shoot the free throws, which is when we knew, uh uh-oh, this is not good. Wound up uh, taking, could not take the free throws, and Willie Cauley-Stein actually knocked both free throws down, but the moment at which uh, Stephen Curry couldn't shoot them, he was out for the night, and at that point you thought, "Uh uh-oh, this is pretty serious, and uh, before the ball game had ended, the Warriors had announced that uh, it is, in fact, a broken left hand. So where does that leave the Warriors for the remainder of this season? And do they have to change course in terms of who are we bringing in the next they couple do. of years? Who are we going to get? Jamal Crawford, he's out there, right? Who are they going to bring in? Uh, unfortunately, there's, there really isn't anybody the Warriors can bring in because they are up against a hard cap. And an injury exception typically would be for a player there you that's going to be out. Exception for an entire season. This That's is right. not a season-ending injury for Stephen Curry. So if the Warriors were to go to the league and say, we need the injury exception, the league would say, you're, you're just, unless Steph Curry's going to be out all year, you, you, you are not eligible. Yeah. So there's not a lot they can do. There's not a lot they can do other than just grin and bear it and hope Stephen Curry can come back at some point late December, early January. Uh, the, the scary thought there, though, is we'll, what's this Warriors team going to be like at the point in which Stephen Curry returns? So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That's where Bob in Berkeley checks in here. Bob, you are on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Bob. Hey, man. So I'm at the game tonight, and for that first half, you know, I, I'm seeing the same game we saw the first couple of games, and I, I really feel like Steph's injury here is a chance to just everybody clear your head. Let's focus on developing the young guys and, and hope they play with energy like they did in the in the second half. Because Steph turns the ball over on the very first possession. Like the the chemistry and the vibe among the veterans working with these young guys. I, granted, it's only four games, but the signs were not looking good. And instead of suffering through that kind of mismatch of pros who are used to winning all the time and young guys trying to figure it out, not meshing. Now we get to have a more of a clean slate and let's, let's see what this coaching staff can do to build up and, and start to develop some of the guys who will be core next year when Steph and Clay are healthy and, and the Warriors are serious contenders again. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate Thank you, the Bob. call. I mean, good points. The, the, the bandaid has been ripped off, right? I right. Mean, if it's, you know, trying to make it work and it really wasn't working or at least it appeared it needed more time to, to gel between the veteran players and the young players. You, you rip that Band-Aid off with Stephen Curry being now out for the foreseeable future. And in a lot of ways, you just you're, you're handing the keys to this new group of yeah. players that hasn't been here. And you're saying out of necessity, perhaps. Go. Yeah. Go make. Go be better than you are now two months from now. Yeah, thanks, Bob. I hadn't looked at it that way. Bob suggesting that before Steph Curry's injury, the Warriors essentially had a Nike in each uh, camp, which is on the one hand, hey, we're still the Warriors, 
and we're going to be competitive, and we've got our culture and our history here, our winning ways and, and our tradition. On the other hand, we've got these new guys. And now perhaps the injury to Steph Curry forces you to say, no, this year is about the young guys. And that's a bitter pill pardon me, a bitter pill to swallow, I'm sure, for many fans because they've had so much success over the last seven years. But that may be the reality that they're looking at right now. No, it, it really may. And, and, again, I think it starts with – you know, where do you go from here? I think this year, in part, Whitey, was going to be about development, right? It was going to be about development of the younger players. It was going to be about Eric Paschal. It was going to be about uh, Jordan Poole. It was going to be, uh, you know, how does maybe Willie Cauley-Stein fit as a younger player that, that the Warriors were able to get, let's face it, for, for kind of a bargain. Uh, and, and maybe you could pick off and accumulate two or three pieces that could be part of the next championship run. Uh, because uh, I think with the news right before the season started that it was unlikely Clay Thompson was going to come back, or if he does come back, it's not going to be till April. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of the hopes of, well, this team can keep it all together and, and get in the playoffs and Clay's going to come back and then nobody's going to want to face him in the playoffs. And then they can run off, you know, two, three, four rounds and, and get back to an NBA finals. I think all of that was kind of wiped away. Uh, but now it becomes more of, can you be all right and develop and take pieces, use this as a developmental year to find players that can be a part of that next team. Yeah, again, you may have to do that. And again, if I'm a fan and I was thinking, no, I want to make the playoffs this year, again, I'm wondering, and I know we've addressed it, but I think a lot of fans would be wondering, well, why aren't they going to go get somebody? Why aren't they going to swing a trade? Why aren't they going to try to bring in somebody who can save the season? But the reality is it's just not really an option for them the way uh, the roster is set up right now. When they made the D'Angelo Russell trade, it, and it made them a hard cap team where, where they just cannot for any reason go over the the top level of the, the salary cap. Uh, that that limited everything. Yeah. That limited everything. That was the, the – they felt they needed talent. They needed another scorer. They needed somebody, if Stephen Curry was going to go down with an injury, that, that they could hand the keys to and, and be a, a one just to, to try to hold it up. A, a little bit, right? Uh, with 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 D'Angelo Russell. So when they made the decision that they were going to do that, it that was it. Like that prevented other opportunities at uh, improvement that didn't hinge on you know maybe sending him somewhere else once he would be eligible to go. And I know this evening has been discouraging enough as it is, but. It, doesn't it look like Draymond's not 100% either? Far from it. I know he uh, a little had a bit of a back. Yeah, yeah. But his jump shot, it looks like it's really difficult for him to even get it to the rim right now. And he was out of sorts and he was teed up. Uh, but your two, you know, your two champions, your, your mainstays, your holdovers, one of them's hurt uh, and was going to be gone for a while with Steph breaking his hand. And Draymond looks like he's hurting too. Yeah, and it just, you know... You go back to the yeah the, the stinger last game right or the yeah nerve, and the uh, and the Pelicans bruise. game and 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 you think boy the, you know he set the tone you know right. from the first play of the game and 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 Stephen Curry set the tone from the first play of the game how it had to look right in terms of energy in terms of force and it tonight is an indicator that maybe they just can't do it 
consistently enough. You to- tell me if, if I'm wrong. I thought, looking at tonight, okay, the uh, the Suns were starting, what, 6-7, And to me, it looked like the Suns came out and said, you're not going to start a legitimate NBA center against us? Okay, fine. We're going to make you pay for that. You can't stop us. We're, we have size. We have veins. We're, we're going to post you up, and we're going to just cram the ball down your throat if that's the way you're going to try to play us. And then what happens is they score they, uh, at a high percentage, so the Warriors then are taking the ball out of the bottom of the basket. They can't get into transition. Their offense is out of sorts, and you have that disastrous first quarter, which ended again 43-14. to 888 The best player on the floor tonight for the Warriors was Eric Paschal who surprisingly to me got the start. Uh, We were kicking around who was going to get the start. Uh, You had convinced me by the end of Warriors Live (laughs) that that it would be Willie Cauley-Stein. And look at his numbers. He should have. And and Willie Cauley-Stein did play well, 5 for 5. Uh, 12 points, five boards, uh, a, a lot of it coming in the in the second half. He did only play 12 minutes. Uh, he was out there when the Warriors, uh, for a good portion of their 43-26 fourth quarter, after the Warriors had been down by as many as 34, and it, it was you know cosmetically brought down uh, to 11 uh, for the final number. But 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 Eric Pascal got the start. Eric Pascal played well, and Eric Pascal's one of the guys that when you start talking about development and pieces that could be part of a a, a future, you know team that makes a run he showed you something tonight he absolutely did seven and nine from the floor for eric pasco showing also an ability to create his own shot uh which is pretty impressive given that this is his what his fourth game as a professional yeah and 37 minutes as well i mean a guy that you know is already you know firmly kind of entrenched in in, in getting uh, a lot of minutes for this team. So eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. It's John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason. Warriors wrap up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. More of your phone calls coming up. Uh, we also hope to hear from Draymond Green as well uh, as the Warriors drop this one to the Suns, one twenty one to one ten. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason inside Chase Center. 121-110 is the final. Suns beat the Warriors. Golden State 1-3. and three. And the Warriors are going to be uh, without Stephen Curry for the foreseeable future. Stephen Curry, a broken left hand. He is scheduled to get a CT scan before the timeline is to be determined. Uh, the it looks like it's a broken metacarpal yeah. on top of the hand. And then the CT scan will determine whether or not surgery is necessary, depending on the nature of the fracture or break. Sometimes it'll heal on its own, but if there's a lot of twisting involved, which wouldn't be, that would be understandable given the fall he took and they had veins falling on him, then perhaps there would be surgery. But I believe the recovery time is roughly the same either way. But we're talking about, we think, a six to eight week period based on these injuries, what they typically are, of course, uh, we don't know any of the specifics yet about his particular injury. And uh, l- let's go ahead and hear from uh, Eric Paschal, who we mentioned uh, in the last segment. 20-point effort for Eric Paschal in 37 minutes as he got the start in just his fourth career game. Uh, let's hear from the rookie on Stephen Curry going down. I mean, of course it hurts, knowing that Steph Curry's down, but... Uh... I feel like it definitely gives young guys opportunity, but kind of make it up for it uh, by playing hard and playing together and 
making sure we're together throughout this, what, the time he's out. I mean, uh, that's a very, very valuable piece of our team. But I feel like we're just going to stay positive, uh, wish him the best, of course. We don't know the, how long we're gonna, he's going to be out. But, of course, uh, we still got games to play. So I just feel like uh, we're going st- to keep our head up, keep playing, and play hard, honestly. I mean, that's, that's one thing we got to do, especially as, as young, a whole bunch of young guys on this team. Play hard. I mean, that's that's what it's going to come down to. And I think if if you start to, to look at just two guys that are potential future pieces, it's Pascal and it's Jordan Poole. And I think Pascal tonight already getting 37 minutes. And I think, you know, he's someone that the Warriors have spoken of as a guy that they believe can play the small forward position. I, I, I actually think, to me, he's more of a, a four <laughs> Uh, but he's a little bulky yeah, for a, for a small forward. Exactly, but yeah. they've, they've shown uh, a, a belief to, that he could play the three even more than play the five, which I found to be interesting. Uh, but he's already in the thirty-seven minute range, and I think if if you start looking at okay, well, what do you do now with Stephen Curry out? Uh, one, you're going to hand the keys to D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, whose team is it? I mean, I, it clearly at this point it has to become D'Angelo Russell's team. And I, he's going to run the show. And run to the me, offense. you're going to run. You're going to throw Jordan Poole in as the starting shooting guard, and you're going to play those two together in the backcourt, and you're just going to let them play and take their lumps and build and grow and just see where you're at. And if this team, you know, winds up not winning a lot of games between now and when Stephen Curry does come back. Uh, that may be the, the the price you have to pay, but there will be some development of those two guys on the Hopefully back Hopefully you're end. better off down the road. Jordan Poole tonight, uh, nine points, two of eight floor, two of five beyond the arc. So not as impressive as he was in his first start Monday night in the Warriors' alone victory of the year against New Orleans, but figures to be uh, an up-and-down year for him, and that's what's interesting about Pascal. Uh, he appears to be uh, mature more than you would expect a, a rookie to be. And he it was unflustered by everything going wrong around him tonight. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of Home Search. It's John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason here from Chase Center. Let's get to our call of the game. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Left corner, Booker, pumping, off the dribble, can't make the shot, Robinson made him give it up, Pascal will steal the Bowman. Now Bowman to Colleystein, goes in and dumped it down. Make sure you tune in tomorrow morning to Jolo and Dibs at 9.30. If you can correctly identify the call we just played, you'll win $50 to Schroeder's Restaurant at 240 Front Street in San Francisco. That's tonight's call of the game. Yeah, obviously Warrior fans will uh, never forget this night, a disappointing night, but nor will uh, Kai Bowman. And obviously Kai Bowman was open his team would win, but look at Kai Bowman tonight. He scored 10 points in an NBA game. Uh, pretty impressive. Kai Bowman with 10 points in 12 minutes, and he helped the Warriors come back. The Warriors actually, and I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything here because they got thumped tonight, but they did outscore the Suns in the second half, and they outscored him in the fourth quarter, 43-26, to and Kai Bowman had a lot to do with that. And Kai Bowman is a, a player that's on a two-way deal that is going to get some run now because you start to look at if D'Angelo Russell's the starting point guard and Stephen Curry's out, well, you need a backup point guard. 
And if Jacob Evans is also out, I know they had kind of converted him into a combo guard right. that was going to have some ball handling duties. With Jacob Evans out at least for the next three weeks, that means Kai Bowman, even as a two-way player, they're going to have to use up some days with him uh, on this Warriors team. Yeah, uh, and Willie Cauley-Stein, one of the bright spots tonight, as we said. Looks like Marquise Chris has uh, fallen out of favor a bit, huh? After yeah. starting the first couple games of the season. DNP coach's decision tonight, the only one for the Warriors. And the, and the one thing you do have to keep in mind with, with Marquise Chris, uh, especially as the Warriors uh, attempt to maybe add to the roster, and they don't have a lot of, of money flexibility under the hard salary cap, but the one thing that they do have is he is a, a non-guaranteed contract, much like Alfonso McKinney was a non-guaranteed contract. So if there is uh, a player that, that certainly earned his right to be on this Warriors team at the start of the year, the Warriors had to let McKinney go in order to, to give him a chance, that could almost become a rotating roster spot at some point if you need to fill other positions with guys that can continue to maybe take non-guaranteed deals for certain parts of a season. I'll tell you, J.D., one of the things about tonight that disappointed me on a night of disappointment for the Warriors, we talked pregame about what the Warriors did in New Orleans that they needed to do again tonight, and I mentioned Omari Spellman, who had 8-8 uh, eight eight against the Pelicans. We talked about uh, the continued need for him to make his presence felt tonight, but he did not shoot the ball well. He had four points, but he was 0 for 5. Uh, he did have uh, four, actually had six rebounds tonight, but he was 0 for 5 shooting the basketball. And for him to make a name for himself and uh, carve out a niche for himself in the NBA, he's got to start making shots. Yeah, and it just did it, you know, for him, I mean, he he hustled around in a in a blowout game against the the Thunder. He played very well against the Pelicans. It's it's really you know two pretty good games, two pretty kind of eh, games. Yeah, and he was getting into it. Was it uh, GR three? Uh, Omari Spellman and and one of his teammates. They were kind of uh, chewing each other out over a blown defensive assignment, uh, which obviously is going to happen. But you'd like to see them uh, keep that. Uh, behind closed doors a little bit. Yeah, and one other thing, too, just looking at you know the turnovers tonight, and the Warriors did end up with 16 turnovers, but, but the thing that you don't like to see uh, among the turnovers is Stephen Curry had four of them, D'Angelo Russell had three of them, and those are the guys that... That's where your attack starts. Those are the guys that have to be <laughs> making things happen. The other yeah, absolutely. And, and to have that... You know, to have those guys be the the ones that that were you know in essence the most sloppy. Hard to get your attack into gear. Yeah, and hard to get the attack into gear when the guys uh, who have the ball the most keep giving it to the other and, team. And the guys you need to 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 play well, you need them to not only not do that, but but put the ball in the basket or create a, a play for somebody else. Uh, Warriors wrap up. Here on 95.7 The Game, it's John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. We're brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Uh, let's look ahead a little bit here before we call it a night. Uh, still three games to go on this homestand. Uh, we, we do know and we should reiterate before we get out of here, Stephen Curry uh, did leave Chase Center tonight. He did not speak with the media, headed to get a CT scan on his hand, which will determine the next course of action. Will he need surgery or not? Uh, will the uh, what originally is believed to be a second metacarpal break uh, in his left hand, uh, whether he'll need surgery or not, uh, and, and just how long exactly he will be out but typically, Whitey, as you have mentioned a couple of different times, this is a six- to eight-week 
roughly uh, type of an injury. Uh, we do expect the Warriors, who are not going to have practice tomorrow, uh, at some point will have a, an announcement, an update on Stephen Curry's official status moving forward. And I think uh, Steve Kerr, who didn't really uh, had showed an ability to process everything in the network portion of the, the postgame show, uh, I know we heard his initial thoughts on it, and he, he said you know it's just too soon to really have right. thoughts on it. So we'll get more of of Steve Kerr's thoughts on all of that tomorrow afternoon when, when he meets with, with everybody. And it appears the Warriors now may have to focus on developing their young players this year uh, with Steph Curry out for the foreseeable. And uh, that may become what this year, at least the rest of this calendar year, is all about for the Warriors. With uh, we got Spurs and the Hornets and Portland Trailblazers coming in. Yeah, and the, and the Hornets are a team that... that is going to be at the end of a, a long West Coast trip. They got to win final. up the road tonight. Yeah, got to win tonight in Sacramento. They actually didn't embarrass themselves against the Lakers or the Clippers, although those games wound up being you know, games that the two L.A. teams uh, won going away. And they've, in a lot of ways, uh, been, I won't go as far to say as they've, they've played as well as the Suns, who have been kind of a, an early week surprise, but they've been, I think, more competitive than, than people would have expected. If I were giving out game balls tonight, I'd give one to the Chase Center crowd because they got very loud in the fourth quarter, and obviously they were desperate for something to cheer about. Uh, Many of them had not heard the extent of Steph Curry's injury, but as the Warriors cut that lead down to 11, still with very little chance to win, they cut it to 11. This place got loud, and the people who stayed had a good time and really got behind their team. It did, and that's one thing that I have noticed in both games here. It's been fleeting moments because the Warriors have played so poorly in the two games here, but when they have played well, it, it, it sounds good. Like it, there, there it are definitely does. I mean, there are better days ahead for for this Warriors team when they get a little healthier and maybe some of these guys grow in this building. But it, it it's a it's a good sound. It's legit when there's something to cheer about. So who gets your game ball, Pascal? Yeah, for me it would be Eric Pascal. You know, getting the start and and going for for twenty and and good things happening when he was on the floor too. I, I'm going raw plus minus uh, on a night where you're down by thirty four and you lose by 11, but it really wasn't that close. If you have that raw plus minus of, of plus 19. Oh, here we go, raw plus minus. Plus here 19 on a night yeah. where just about everybody was big negatives. Yeah. Got to be doing something right to put up those numbers. And, and again, 37 minutes he was playing a lot toward the end of the ball game. Too. Yeah, so. and I think uh, the Phoenix Suns off to a very nice start, one of the surprise stories of uh, the first week of the NBA season. Yeah, they improved to 3-2. and two. The Warriors dropped to 1-3. and three. Uh, That's going to do it for us. I want to thank uh, everybody uh, for putting the show together, Nash Solomon and, and Ryan Mauser and, and also Alex Scott back in our San Francisco studios for Tim Jordan setting us up out here at Chase Center. Uh, for Whitey Gleason, I'm John Dickinson. The Warriors lose tonight to the Phoenix Suns, 121 to 110, uh, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.